My state is still in lockdown, the Heat are 2-1 up in the Eastern Conference semis, and I have a week off work. Welcome to episode 6, where I will go through the week that was, as I usually do. <clears throat> now, I'm still planning, still planning on doing two short shows per week, but having a week off this coming week means last week of work was super busy, so that didn't happen, but I digress, we move on. Um, I have nothing to whinge about again, so straight into the shows, I guess. Good thing is, we got Raw, SmackDown, which were meh. NXT was okay. Dynamite was okay, so can't complain too much, I guess. But and the G1 started. Oh yeah, the G1 started. But let's start with Raw. Um. Raw started with Drew coming out, as is the huge Drew or Randy, it's one or the other these days. Uh, open promo was fine, made a bit of sense. Um, the ambulance match dip for Clash of Champions makes sense, I guess, but it's a hokey type of match that I don't really, not really for me, but it makes sense compared, you know, considering what went down the last couple of weeks between those two. Um, yeah, they're doing their best to shoehorn Lee into all this, and I don't really... Hmm, that's their plan for Keith Lee, then well, stick with the... They didn't have a plan, because that was much better. But, it is what it is. Um, I did enjoy Adam Pearce coming out. He's like an authority figure of some sort now. Uh, which is good, because I haven't given him a like a, a title. So just sort of, he just sort of floats around telling people what to do, which is cool. It's fine. Um... But yeah, he stated that if Lee beat McIntyre later in the show and Randy can't make Clash, then, you know, Lee will challenge for the title at the show. But, yeah, it gave the match some stakes, which is cool, but Keith Lee doesn't need to be involved in all of this. It's just, I don't know. <clears throat> what do you do when you have nothing for someone? You just shoehorn them into something else. It's silly, but anyway. Yeah, I did... <laughs> Lee coming all the way to the ring, to me, wasn't essentially necessary, but it teased the tension for the main event, so, yeah, it was harmless. Uh, Zara and the Prophets was... I actually thought this was going to have a, a BS finish, but... Cesaro's opening to the match with a running uppercut to Dawkins, I think it was, was good. Um... Uh, Nakamura and Cesaro catching Montez on the outside and they dropped him back first on the barricade. Oof, that looked like it hurt like a son bitch. Um, Cesaro's uppercuts to Tez looked good. Uh, and it was a short match. It was solid. But it ended real abruptly for mine. Like, I was just getting into it and then all of a sudden, bang, done. And I was like, come on. But... I didn't understand Nakamura Cesaro. Second time they've lost in a few days. Like they lost on SmackDown to the Lucha Dumbasses, and now they lose to uh, Profits. Profits are champs, that's fine, but having them lose twice in two days, Profits could have taken a loss here. They're an established team. Nakamura Cesaro are theoretically a new team, but it is what it is on the book on the show. <clears throat> and I thought this would, yeah, have a BS finish and lead to some sort of unification or champions versus champions match out Clash of Champions. But, they're not doing that. So, meh. I don't know what they're doing with the tag titles. Tag divisions on both, so, um, all three shows suck. So, it is what it is. Ah, backstage, Zelina 
Um, caught Gaza floating with Lana. Meh, whatever. Uh, Zelina breaking away from Andrade and Gaza simply because she's had a fucking enough. Um, that's fine. It's simple. It's effective. It's cool. Um, we'll find out later what that leads to. Uh, she's tried for so long to keep them together, but both men have just got too big an ego. You know, it's... It's a Latino thing. They used to do the same thing with Eddie and Ray. Eddie and Chavo, they all had two bigger egos and they all get in the way. It's fine. <clears throat> um, they're going to do their own thing. They'll probably feud. Um, that's cool. They could have some banger matches, but not in WWE. They'll put on one or two slappers and then they'll make them feud for four or five months and by a month two, we'll just be like, ugh, enough already. Ah, uh, Hurt Business came out. That was cool. Uh, Cedric's promo elaborating on why he joined them made sense. You know, I'd be sick of getting beat down because of my friends as well. You, know, you can only take so much before you get jack of that. Um, match was okay between Cedric and Ricochet. Could have been, should have been a lot better because both men are talented as shit. Um, should have been fire, but it was meh. It was ho hum. Whatever. Um, what was real good was Ricochet's selling of the lumbar check. That yeah, as Vince would say, that was good shit, pal. That was um, that was real good. Digging that. Uh, Retribution's promo about WWE being a corrupt machine while the Hurt Business stayed in the ring. Ah, really, really, really not feeling this whole Retribution angle. Kind of sick of it. It's just ugh, whatever. Um. And like the promo wasn't bad. I've just grown bored of the same old shtick from this, you know, group of ragtag dumbasses that we don't even know who they are. Well, we did on Raw, but yeah, <laughs> that's that is what it is. You know, you had Dijak and Mercedes Martinez talking, and then you had Shane Thorne standing there, Theo Madden standing there. Uh, can't remember who the fifth one was, but they were there. They were all there. Oh, me, yeah, that's who the other one was. Um, blah, blah, blah. Mickey's pre-match promo for a match with Asuka. It was fine. It was passionate, and she made it clear that she has what it takes to once again be the champ, but, um, and it could be her last chance at doing so, so she pretty much stated that she'll do anything to, to get what she wants. It's fine. I uh, really enjoyed the Hurt Business backstage with Adam Pearce. MVP said that he needs to upgrade the security from boys to men and enlist the services of the Hurt Business. <clears throat> Pierce then offered a handshake to MVP and MVP made it abundantly clear that they aren't offering, they don't do charity, but they will be sent a bill. <laughs> it put over how serious the Hurt Business are being the top doggers. It really set up what would happen later in the night and it made, it made sense, which was fine. Um, the Missy, Mickey and Oscar match was, I was expecting something similar to their match at TakeOver Toronto, I think it was, when Mickey came back and challenged Oscar. I was expecting something along those lines, but we got this sort of bland, yeah, phone it in type of match, I guess. Um, I didn't dig it. It wasn't, I, re I wanted it to be good, but. No, it wasn't offensive in any way, but it just, for me, it just went, eh. and the ending didn't help them much at all, like, the ref fucked it bad, 
But at the time, people were saying, oh, Mickey had that look in her eye. She was concussed or she, you know, popped her shoulder or something or blah, 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 blah. No, ref fucked it. Meh, what do you do? She doesn't hold a grudge. Why should it be? Well, it didn't help the match. That's all. So it is what it is. Uh, Keith Lee backstage. His promo was short to the point. That was cool. Um, I liked the fact that he addressed that McIntyre keeps interfering in his matches. It's pissing him off. Um, I like that. Don't just sort of be like, man, he's my friend. What are you going to do? No, he's annoyed. Don't do it. I've had enough. Um, and he put over the fact that he, even though McIntyre is his friend, he'll do what he must to become champion. He wants to be the champion. That's cool. Um, I, again, don't think they should have shoehorned Lee into this feud, but I hope he becomes and has a legit feud down the line to become the champ because that's what yeah, he's good enough he's so he's so talented so talented uh lashley lashley dominating eric of the raiders was harmless gave eric something to do kept him on tv for an extra week um but i'm gonna have the same grow up with nxt if lashley is winning anyway why could it not be a title match? I don't get it. Flashley's, if the champ's going to win anyway, just make it a title match. Hype it a little bit. It might get you an extra couple of thousand viewers. You don't know. It might get you no more viewers. No idea. But give it a go. Try. Like, go watch Raw's from like 98, 99, 2000. It was common for Raw and SmackDown. To have one, two, three title matches on a show. Back then, Raw was fucking two hours. Come on. Give us a title match. Don't give us this. Yeah, the squash match was fine. But make it a title match. Yeah, stakes. That's all you want. Kevin Owens' backstage promo was... Obligatory. Oh, I don't care why Black doesn't like me. I'm just gonna hurt him. It's, it's it's a tale as old as time, and yeah, I don't really care for it. But I did enjoy Black creeping on KO as KO walked away. That was pretty cool. Um, made Black out to be a real weirdo, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> Roland's pretending that he was going to allow Murphy just back into the fold by being all nice and like. Come in, come in, come in. It was <laughs> that was funny. That was good stuff. Um, good character work from Seth. You know, he's not not hasn't been known for his character work over the time, but it it was good. And I hope, I hope it's a step towards Seth putting Murphy over before he disappears. Because that, if that's the end goal for this whole Messiah thing, then I'm cool with that. If they don't have an end goal for this whole Messiah thing before Seth disappears, I, I, I can't. I don't know. I can't help you there. Um, I actually really enjoyed them showing footage of the, the guys erecting the cage and stuff. Um, that was cool. It was a bit of a throwback to when they used to show them setting up the old style blue cage and so on and so forth. So that was cool. Uh, Seth and Dom. They've wrestled a thousand times, but now, not really, but uh, the cage stipulation was fine. Uh, a couple of times I actually thought 
Dolmen's going to win and like escape over or something, get a fluky win like that. But uh, two curbs, Dom's put an end to that. So, yeah, Seth wins, which is fine. And then Seth beat the absolute shit out of Murphy, which was cool. It's cool. Because, again, hopefully, hopefully it means we're going to get Rollins versus Murphy towards the end of the year. Murphy will win that feud. Murphy will be set up. Rollins will go and have a baby. And that's fine. Hopefully that's where they go with this. But one thing I know we need is to move past the Mysterios versus Rollins and Murphy. It's run its course. Now just move past it. And another thing is Seth is the messiah but he he doesn't have any disciples anymore so what is he is he is he a messiah of no one i, I don't get it i've never been a huge fan of the gimmick where a lot of people were i thought his authority um his Heel work as an author as the authority was better. Um, you know, I didn't sell out. I bought in. That was that was much better for mine. Um, so I think this, I think when he comes back from taking time off, this gimmick has to have gone. It has to be gone because it's just not just not there anymore. Was it ever? Not for me. But was it ever? But. Yeah. But yeah, we need to move past the Rollins and Mysterios and all that jazz. We need to just move past that and get on with it. Um Braun was in Raw Underground. What why? Why? how is he allowed to just walk into another show? He's not he's not on that show. He can't just what he can just walk walk on there and punch on, throw down. How does that work? Is it because it's raw underground that he's allowed to just go in there and do what he likes? I don't know. They don't explain anything to us. Do they know the rules? Apparently not. Hence why I don't give a shit about these segments. The more the weeks drag on, the worse they get. The less I care about them. Next week we get Braun versus Dabakato. Cool. Braun's a big dude. Dabakato's a big dude who rips off guys' dicks in there. That's weird. But happens. So, yeah, they're advertising it for next week, but I couldn't give a shit about it. Uh, Kevin Owens and Black is a match that we should be excited for. But it had no hype. And it was just randomly on a on a raw. Why 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 would you build this up to have it now? Blow it off on a pay per view. Let them go twenty minutes. They're good, both of them very good. Instead we get this. It had no hype, minimal build, and the lights flicker. And Owens gets a fairly clean pinfall victory. 
I'm convinced they have no idea how to use KO or Alistair Black properly. They have no idea. And it's a shame because they're both so, so good. So talented. But they've got no idea what to do with them. None. Zero. Zilch. Absolutely nothing. You know, they could say Black was like, oh, the light's distracting me. But, you know, Black, Black lost. Like, this guy should have been challenging for, challenging Drew, like a couple of months back, because he'd lost once in 12 months. Now he's a parody of himself. Hmm, this show's getting hard to watch. Ah. Riot Squad beating Natty and Lana was an absolute waste of time. This existed so that the champs who were sitting on commentary could look strong. And all it did was proceed to just bury Lana further down in the dirt. Because that's what they're going to do with her now. You know, they, they legitimately squashed her. Legitimately. She got pinned in a tag match without tagging in the, the, the best of all time. And then Nia literally, literally squashed her through the announce table. Hmm. Yeah. It doesn't look good for Lana. Poor CJ. Oh well. Um, Riot Squad continuing to win was good. Uh, on the road to Clash. But it was the only positive out of this mess. It was an absolute debacle. But... Are they going to win it? Maybe? I don't know. Potentially. I don't know what they're doing with Shana and Nia. I've got no idea. They're, they're friends without being friends and not punching each other out. And I don't know. I don't know what to make of that situation. The women's situation across all three, three shows is a bit of a mess, in my opinion. But it is what it is. Ah. Liam McIntyre was fine. Um, I wish they saved it for a higher profile show um, had a proper legit feud and build because this felt like they sort of just sort of phoned it in because they both knew that this had a shit ending um, and if that's I just why why couldn't they have just why can't they hold off matches like this but anyway I'm not going to get on a rant this match was fine. It wasn't a bad match, but both men capable of so much better. So much better. Um, Retribution attacking Liam McIntyre for me. <laughs> Camera work was horrible. Horrible. Like it was that bad. Camera cuts shaking up, down, all around. Like, like it was shocking. Ugh. 
hurt business is their motivation just because they want to be top dogs if so cool i get it that's why they're coming out to to defend their their brand that's cool i get it but is that the only reason i need i need explanations answers anything happy to let it play out to hope i get that but knowing the e probably not gonna get that so look for me the ending was whack not in a good way um but that was raw to me it was really hard to watch it it was not a great show it dragged I lost, I had to watch this over like four sittings because I lost so much interest so regularly. It was just hard to sit through. Hopefully, hopefully next week's is better, but I'm not holding my breath. This was not good. Not good. Doesn't help that Vince turns up to the show an hour before they go on air and just goes, start again. Hard. Anyway. Anyway. Smackdown. Smackdown opened about as bad as Raw finished. Horribly. Horribly. The dirt sheet is just... Why would you have this open a show? I have no idea why you'd open the show with this. Miz and Morrison just aren't funny anymore. They're, they should be feuding with each other. Over like the IC title or something. Not this crap. It's garbage. Um, you know, pick fun at Otis. Basically enticing him to come down and do something he shouldn't be doing. Uh, I always thought Otis having money in the bank was stupid. Now that Roman is champion, it's even more stupid. It's actually a bad joke at this point. Um, I'm convinced. Even with what happened later in the show, I'm convinced that they have no idea what they're going to do moving forward with this. With the briefcase, with the... With Otis. I've got, they've got no idea. I'm convinced of that. Oh. Otis and Tucker came out. They beat up Miz and Morrison. They stripped Miz down to his undies. That... Why? I don't, we don't need to see this shit in 2020. Oh. Miz gets a phone call, apparently. Phone didn't even ring. Didn't even hear it. But... Uh, they say they have a plan. Whatever. Whatever. Horrible way to open the show. Huge. Cesaro and Metalik. Again. They put Cesaro and Nakamura out there with a member of the Lucha House Party. What's this, like the 15th week in a row? I'd already lost interest in SmackDown by this point. It really was already dragging. And this was the first match, second segment of the show. Oh boy. Um, 
Anyway, Cesaro Middlelake probably should be a slapper of a match because they're both so talented. We know what Cesaro can do. We know Metalik can go. But they decided that while the match was going on, which was match was fine, they had this trivial crap with Dorado and Kalisto on the outside that distracted you from ever knowing what was or ever watching what was going on inside the ring. Like the tag division is wafer thin and they're teasing breaking up Lucha House Party on top of breaking up Andrade and Gaza, breaking up teams like the Iconics in the women's tag division, Murphy and Rollins former tag champs are split. Like, what? Uh, but they proceed to tell us that it's Lucha House Party versus Nakamura and Cesaro at Clash of Champions. What? I, I, I'm, conf I'm confused. I'm confused. I don't know. Anyway. Cesaro won. Metalik was distracted. Cesaro won. Match. Hmm. Outside crap. Moving on. Um, moment of bliss. I think it was the first time we've seen this segment in a long time. I don't remember the last time we saw this segment, but um, it was good. It gave Nikki Cross a chance to explain how things would be different this time against Bailey. Um, after coming up short regularly and often, you know, in months gone past, which was fine. Um, Cross asked Alexa what was going on with her. Bliss acknowledging that something is happening to her, but not actually knowing what's going on or understand it. To me, that's great storytelling. Um, it adds to the slow burn that the Alexa Fiends dust got going on. Um, the match was... <sighs> whatever. Yeah. Cross getting a win over Lacey served a purpose, but the match was so-so. It, it wasn't offensive, but it wasn't great. Lacey using the hand sanitizer pre-match was a good heel move. I like that. Um, but using it and squirting it in Nikki's face during the match, like, why isn't that a DQ? It's no sense. But it was what it was. Um, I liked that they... Uh, you know, uh, I liked that the, um, Lacey said to Alexa on the outside, what are you going to do, get the fiend? And then she hit the sister Abigail. And she walks off in the trance. So we've established that the key word to set Alexa off is the fiend in this euphoric state. Um, so we've established that that's the trigger word. That's fine. It's good stuff. I'm enjoying the slow burn of this story. Um, we'll see where they go with it. Hopefully they go somewhere with it. Hope they don't turn Alexa into some sort of Sister Abigail character because that would suck. But, yeah, we'll wait and see. Uh, Eamon narrating the video package. Putting over Reigns and how dominant he has been over the course of his career. Given how talented his family is, was actually really, really good. I really enjoyed that video piece. Um, Reigns and Heyman wasn't something we all knew we needed until we got it. And now we've got it. It's fantastic. Hopefully they find a way to keep making it work. 
because it's really good, it's really enjoyable. Gives Reigns an extra layer to his character. Um, so, we'll wait and see. Um, Sasha makes his facials during the the interview, like the way she sold it on her inner face. Um, she really sold the pain she's suffering on the inside and the outside. To me, that was really good. Um, I enjoyed how she told everyone that her and Bailey were talking about taking over the wrestling world. Um, and that they achieved so much together, and that's why it hurts so much that Bailey did what she did. Um, and the fact that Bailey sees her as useless um, really hurts her. That was good. I like that piece of storytelling. Um, Banks stating that Bailey is stupid because she knows that she's nothing without her, and she actually has a point because Bailey retained the title a whole lot thanks to Banks. Um, so I enjoyed them putting that little nugget in there. That was fine. Um, Banks stating she's coming for the title, which we assumed anyway, but but now it's apparent that that's a motivator for Sasha. Is good. I enjoyed that. Um, the attack of the attack from Bailey on Sasha, like the original, fell flat for me. Um. She attacked her, she hit her once, and then people come rushing in, like, we're not scripted, but don't, don't make it so obvious. Don't have people so close that as soon as Bailey basically hits her and puts a chair around her neck, they come running in. Like, just, why not book it so that Bailey hits her with the chair three or four times, and then does it. And then people run in, and they're like, no, 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 no. Not one hit with the chair, put it on her neck. Oh, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. <laughs> but yeah, the attack for mine fell flat. Promo, good. Attack, bad. Sums it up. Um, my only other beef with this is why was Sasha back on TV so quickly. You know, the attack was so brutal, but yet she's back on TV within two weeks. Two weeks. Two. This was me writing this shit show. What I would have done is you want to put over how dangerous Bailey is. So what do you do? You have her do what she did the other week, but more vicious. Really fucking lay it in there. And then Sasha goes away. You have the fatal four-way last week and have have someone like Lacey win. Bailey vs. Lacey at the pay-per-view. That's not offensive. It's whatever. Or fucking Dana Brooke or something get a fluke win. I don't care. They're not going to win anyway. That doesn't matter. And then have Bailey vs. Dana Brooke at the pay-per-view. Bailey wins and fucking destroys her. Mauls her. And then after that, Heading towards Hell in a Cell. 
they're like, oh, we're finally going to hear from Sasha Banks from her home, you know, blah, blah, blah. Have a setup in her home or some, you know, makeshift home. And then Sasha just gets all fucking angry and challenges Bailey to a hell in a cell. Oh. And then you just lock those two in a cage for fucking half an hour. In the main event slot. And let them beat the shit out of each other. I don't subscribe to this. You have to wait till WrestleMania. Because they're clearly not. But why was she back so quick? Didn't like it. Promo was good. Just didn't like that she was back so quick. But we move on. Sami Zayn and AJ. These two could put on a match of the year. You know, any given time. Drop of a hat. Whatever you want to say. But this... Like Liam McIntyre from Raw felt phoned in. But the difference is this time I don't really know why. Can't put my finger on why. Was it the fact that Sammy's been out for six months and hasn't wrestled a match? I, I don't know. Was it the fact that the match meant nothing in the scheme of the IC title picture? I don't know. But... Sammy losing his first batch, match back, regardless, distraction or whatever, that's just, it's whack for mine. I, I, nope. Didn't like it. There was ever a time for a DQ finish with Jeff running interference. This was it. Like, I don't like DQ finishes, but this was the one time you could justify it. And then went with Sammy being distracted by the ref. Hey. Jeff comes out. He states that he's had enough of the RC title situation. That was fine. To the point. However. And I always knew they were doing a triple threat. Part of me always knew it was going to be a ladder match. Small part of me was hoping that we wouldn't get a ladder match. We're getting a lot of match. This is lazy booking. We've had two cage matches within two weeks. Had one on NXT last week with Ripley versus Martinez, and this week with Rollins and Don. Two cage matches in two weeks. We had at TakeOver 30. Five-man, multi-man, North American Championship ladder match. A month or so later, we are getting another multi-man championship ladder match. Stop doing matches to death. These three are so capable of giving us 15 to 20 minutes of amazing in-ring entertainment. Let them do it. 
We don't need them falling off ladders, hitting each other with ladders. We don't need it. Just let them do what they do. Instead, they have to book this and overdone match, but it'll still be good. It's just I didn't want it. I don't want it, but I'll watch it anyway. Cause that's what that's what all whingers do. We suck and we bitch and we moan and we watch it anyway. Who knew? Um. I also want to know when are they going to insert the whole car crash angle from months ago into all this? Hmm? Jeff was framed by a redhead person, maybe Sami Zayn. AJ Styles benefited from that and won the IC title tournament while Sami was gone. And now Sami's back, never having lost the title potentially framed Jeff Hardy and all three of those men are all involved in this angle so are we is it gonna get brought up anytime soon hmm? no not that creative WWE my bad cool we move on um Miz and Morrison suing Otis actually don't mind it because it involves money in the bank, it actually gets that mm, potentially moving. Um, yeah, progression with the money in the bank briefcase. If that's what we're getting out of this, cool. I dig it. Um, Big E beat the living piss out of the security man from the other week. This was good. Real good. Uh, the belly to belly suplex through the windscreen was whoo boy, good stuff. Mm-mm. Yeah, boy. Um, please don't stuff E up. Please don't stuff Big E up. We all, as fans, we all beg you, do not fuck him up. I'm worried. It's a moment street fight. <laughs> It was bland. And no, I'm not comparing it to the dynamite one, you douchebags. It just was bland. There wasn't enough street fight about it. There wasn't hard, there was a table, maybe a chair. There wasn't enough bifo about it. It was just not much outside of your normal match that you get away with, really. So to me, it was just, yeah, it was just there. It was, um, I, I didn't, I didn't like Roman just laying there watching Jay get the pin because it's the total opposite of what Reigns took away from Jay last week. Like as Jay was on the top rope, Reigns made the tag, watched him splash him and then went in and made sure he got the pin. He's asserting dominance over his cousin. Why is it different this week? He just sort of laid there and sat there and she's like, hmm, yeah, cool, how about it? What? <sighs> Makes no sense. Get it. But, anyway, 
they won the match. Cool. Said it wasn't the best match. It's far from the worst. But I enjoyed Ray uh Ray. I enjoyed Jay teasing hoisting the title over his head. Um but then we're like, ah, just gotcha, just kidding. I have the title back. Um didn't like that Roma was all he 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 after the match. Hugging his cousin. That was I would have preferred, you know, he's all like, yeah, hey, and they you know, handshake, dragged him in. No, then I wanted to see Reigns' face go from straight face just breathing. And then as Jay's pulling sort of away, Reigns be like, yeah. And then as Jay's walking up the ramp, Reigns be like, that's what I wanted to see. I got half of that. Half of that. Yeah, the death stairs when Jay was halfway up the ramp with his back turned. And with the, that was, that's what I want. Not these <laughs> Reigns, no. <laughs> to that. Um, and I said I said it on last last show. How long is this show up and win Monica gonna last? We found out it's it's lasted four weeks. Because he wrestled a whole tag match. He came out first for said tag match. So And he didn't even get the pin. Yeah. It was gonna grow stale at some point. He that it wasn't sustainable. But I thought they'd drag it out a bit longer than just four weeks. But they didn't, so whatever. Uh SmackDown was average. Progressed a few stories, so I can't overly complain. And the fact that it's only two hours is uh much easier to sit through than Rays were, which is a whole three hours. But anywho, NXT. Uh, Shirai Shotzi exceeded my expectations in a big way. Why? Because I don't rate Shotzi. But she surprised me. Happy with that. Uh, Shirai won clean, which I expected. So I ask again, like I did with Lashley, why was this not a title match? Especially after Shotzi showed interest in the title last week. Um, the German suplex spot on the apron. Oof. She stacked up on her neck. Bad. But she seemed okay, thankfully. Thankfully, um, the finishing moonsault from Shirai. I don't know what's going on with her moonsault, but it wasn't good. Like, trying to do it really flat. Doesn't get enough art. Just goes... And it sort of looks weird. But, you go to it with the knees right in the guts. Would have hurt like a son bitch. But... Yeah, as I said, we knew Shirai was awesome, but Shotzi brought her working boots. I was happy to see that. I was happy to be proven wrong. 
because as I said, I haven't been a Shotzi fan, admittedly, but the work in this one was good, good stuff. Um, I hope they capitalize on Shotzi's momentum from this match and just keep building her, building her, building her, building her, building her, because the potential is there for her to become really marketable. And you got this heavily tattooed chick with green hair who drives a tank to the ring. You ain't gonna forget that in a hurry. Build her up, make her something good. There you go. Um, Daddy Champa come out. The braids in the beard. Subtle character shift. In uh, in his turn back to his dastardly ways. Is is cool. I like it. Um, the match was meh. Beat the shit out of Desmond Troy. Who people say he's just in Hasman talent. Well, for now. For now. They wouldn't go and trademark a whole name for him if they didn't see something in him. So he'll be around. He won't just collect his gift bag and not be on his way. He'll be hanging around. Um I said, yeah, the match was meh. The catapult thing that Champa does doesn't look like it hurts. Especially into the bottom turnbuckle. Like he did it to Jake Atlas in the bottom metal part of the ring the other week and that looked mm, that looked okay but yeah to the bottom too but I'll... no um but overall it showed Chompers you know newfound or regained aggression I guess and which is fine uh Atlas coming out and challenging Chompa uh to me it diminishes what Chompa you know, the abuse that Chompa dished out He's back like in like two weeks. Again, this is Bailey Sasha Banks all over again. He beat the shit out of this guy and he's back already. Two weeks later. Like, they made it a big deal. And two weeks later, he's back. Challenging him again. Rematch ain't gonna go any different. It's pointless. We know Chomper can beat the shit out of the kid. But. It is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, interview outside in the outside the full sale that's the word Maverick stating him and Dane will be fine as a team upon arriving to the building was good character work by Drake really good on the mic that kid he's not a kid but word um <laughs> I did laugh when he hadn't he said he hadn't heard from Dane and he asked the interviewer who if they had, if they had Killian's phone number, that was funny. I enjoyed that. Uh, Finn's promo was good. I didn't like that they didn't physically have him on the show a week after becoming champion. To me, that kind of sucked. But the promo was good. Um, he put over the importance of being NXT champion. I like that. Um, elevated the title even more so by doing that. Um, so that was cool. Said no matter what country or night, he's the man. Okay. I'm not a Finn Bella fan, but cool. He can go. Uh he said four years ago he'll build the brand and now that and now he is the brand and as such the brand needs him. Good, good stuff. I liked it. Very good. Uh Austin Theory came out. I will say this once and once only. That douchebag should be kept far away from a live microphone because his promo was shit. 
He is shit. I don't like him at all. Crap. Give me generic entrance music. Dickhead. Anyway, Kushida came out. No music, all business. Good shit. Just beat the crap out of him. Mad. Um. Yeah, you know, they keep saying, oh, Kushida's showing this newfound aggression. No, you just never watch New Japan, dumbasses. Um. But it's what the NXT and WWE faithful need to see from him. Um. Kushida is so good. So good. I uh, got the win while wrenching on the hoverboard lock. Not wanting to let it go from douchebag theory. <laughs> Mad. Could have broken his arm. Um, but yeah, Kushida got a, got a win. Theory looked like a dickhead. Happy days. Uh, the Gargano's at home stuff is just crap. It's cringy, it's cheesy, it's just... It's, uh, it's not intimidating. It's just them being whingy and sooky and you know the only part of this I liked was the fact that they finished by saying that they both are going to become champions and they're going to celebrate by watching in front of a big new 100 inch plasma TV yeah. Johnny becomes NXT champion and Candice is NXT women's champion at the same time I'm happy with that, that's cool but Otherwise, this is just a big ugly jigsaw puzzle that no one wants to do because it was horrible. Uh, Brizango Imperium. This was actually a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this match. I enjoyed the last match too when uh, Brizango won the belts. Um, it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Imperium were out to prove that they're, like, they're a joke of a team and they shouldn't be champs because, you know, Imperium were all about. Um, purity of the mat, etc., etc. Um, not in, not purity of a, but you know, um, it was a solid dynamic for the match. Um, but yeah, Rizango fought back. They get the win. They retain. We move forward. I don't know who's next for Rizango. Is it you know considering they've announced takeover? Is it going to be? Legado del Fantasma? Is it? Oh. Are they going to build and have Maverick and Dane? Literally, they're the only other two teams I can think of in NXT. Because as you'll find out in a minute, O'Reilly's doing something else. Unless they're going to have Fish and Roddy Strong as a team going forward. Yeah. Tag divisions on all three shows suck so bad. But Caden Carter, Casey Catanzaro, Jesse Camille, and Zia Lee. Nah, it was fine. Bit sloppy, but it's what you'd expect from four PC center. Uh performance center, bloody talents. Um for me, Zia Lee was the best of the four. And when she took the pin, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? But then it made sense, so it was all good. Um, I like that they're teasing a heel turn for Zia Lee. Yeah, it's something different. Um, will she be challenging for the title in the next couple of months? No, I don't think so. But it 
it's story advancement it's something new it's not what i'm gonna tune into nxt just to see but it's harmless it's fine it made sense in the end she was pissed cool i like it tegan knox's promo was as bad as the candace and johnny crap um basically said she just wants her friend back and that isn't happening just like candace winning the battle royal next week isn't happening uh knox said she will win and then she will defeat shirai because this time everything will be different Wish these promos were fucking different. Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong. They beat the shit out of Drake Maverick because Killian Dane didn't care. Because he wasn't even out there. Now this was fine. Um it didn't drag, which was good. Um William Regal forcing Killian Dane out there. That was a nice touch for the odd couple pairing. Um what I didn't understand was UE talking smack to Dane, who clearly it was obvious he had no interest in getting involved in the match. He threw Drake Maverick in the ring and said, take your beating like a man. He had no interest in this match. But the UE are just talking shit. Why? That was so stupid. Because why would you upset the big guy who has no interest in being involved in this? Anyway. Match ends in a DQ when Dane gets involved. Like, Dane gets involved in the match and then Yui hit him with a chair. Ends in a DQ. And it was fine in the end, but... They got Dane involved for no reason. It was pointless. But, as I stated last week, Killing Dane and Drake Maverick is... They're going to be a good team at the end of all this. I have no doubt about that. Um, for me, this is a Kane and X-Pac type of story arc. Back from 20 years ago. And I, I dig it. They're one of my favorite tag teams. I dig it. That's fine. I'm cool with this. It's just a matter of how long it takes them to get there. Or how they're going to get there. But again, I'm fine with all that. That's cool. No, no shade here. All good. Uh, Atlas being attacked by Champa out the outside was whatever. Um, but what was good and interesting was uh, who came forward and told Champa to well, like, back off, wait for the match next week, and, you know, uh, and planted some seeds for a feud with Champa. Ooh, Kyle O'Reilly. I'm good with this. If you're not, you shouldn't be watching this show. Because Kyle O'Reilly is good. If they're going to move forward with this feud. Yeah, buddy. Happy fucking days. If they're not, then this segment sucked a whole lot of ass. But if they are, great success. Um, Damian Priest versus Timothy Thatcher. Now, I was annoyed with this match before it even started because Damian Priest came out first for the second time tonight with the champ 
champ comes out first. No, I'm old school. I want my champs out second, please, and thank you. Um, I think Priest has been watching a little too much Jay White. Because just the way he walks to the ring is very, very Switchblade-like. Just with the confidence and so forth. That's where the similarities stop, by the way. Find the long hair. Um, but yeah, just the way he walks, the swagger, so on and so forth. Um, hard-hitting match, and it was fine. Uh, with contrasting styles. Thatcher, the technician, Priest, the brawler. So it was fine. It, it was far from the best. NXT main event we've ever seen. It was far from the worst. So it was fine. Um, Priest got the win with the Reckoning. Um, yeah. Good first event uh, defense for Priest. But I really don't know what the plan for, for Thatcher is. Um, he's losing a lot. Like Since he beat Riddle, he lost to Balor at TakeOver. He beat Reed last week, but only off a distraction from, from Douchebag Theory. And he lost to Priest now. I don't... I don't get it. And before he beat Riddle in the fight pit, Riddle beat him in a match, I think. I, I don't get it. I really don't get it, but... Priest wins, Priest retains. Um... It was a decent show overall. It was nothing super fantastic, but nothing outrageously bad. Either it didn't have any Natalia Lana matches, thank the good lord. Um, but yeah, it was what it was. It was a decent show. Dynamite, fourth and last show. Uh, started with FTR and Jurassic Express. Dynamite, AWMO, open with a tag match. Open with your tag champs. And guess what? The champs came out second. Happy day. Uh, FTI Dress Express. Yeah, solid matches you'd expect. Uh, the Bucks coming out pre match and super kicking the ref and then walking away and just throwing fat stacks at Tony Khan <laughs> was so damn good. I laughed. I had to laugh. And I believe that's the first time TK's been on been on camera on Dynamite. I think. Could be wrong. But my memory doesn't remember him being on camera before. Um the Bucks slow turn towards Heeldom is fantastic. I love it. I loved them as heels in New Japan, so I will love them as heels in their own damn company. That's that's just a given. Um, but as I said, the match was good. Jungle Boy is the baby facing peril. He is so good. And then he gets the hot tag to the big dino. That's what makes this team so good, so popular. Um, and FTR are just a good old school tag team. They wore Jungle Boy down with tag team wrestling. You know, distracting the ref, double teams, all that all that sort of stuff, which makes the baby in peril get the hot tag to Luchasaurus that much better. So this is why these two had good chemistry. Um, the ending was a bit loose, but didn't take away from the match at all. Didn't take away. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, Matt Hardy selling an injury backstage. 
Jericho and Hager come past being all smug, saying, well, looks like you're out of luck this week, Matty boy. And again, not me, Matty boy, Matt Hardy. Just joking. Um, uh, and basically, they were just taking him out of the equation, didn't want him anywhere near ringside for their match with Private Party later, um, which is fine. I, It makes sense. Makes sense. Matt Hardy knows Jericho and Hager better than a lot of people in the AEW locker room, probably better than anyone. So the fact that they took him out, he couldn't be there. Cool. I dig it. What I didn't dig was Private Party's acting skills. They sucked. Um, but yeah, they'll get better. Here's what it is. Uh, Omega on commentary for Paige and Kazarian. Take it or leave it. Didn't add, didn't detract from the match. He was just there. Um, they brought up the fact that Omega and Paige were offered Kazarian and Scorpio Sky as a uh, as a tag match. He refused to answer it, but then reiterated that he will reside in the singles division moving forward. So basically, he said, no thank you. Uh, yeah, Paige and Kazarian, pay-per-view quality match. So good, so good. Um, I don't know if these two have actually worked a singles match together before. Maybe in Ring of Honor somewhere. <clears throat> Excuse me, not sure. Um, but yeah, Hangman will be fine moving back to singles. I have n I had no doubt about that anyway, and I have even less of a doubt now. Um, but it and this also shows that Kazarian can still go. The guys. I don't know, what is he? Mid mid forties maybe, early forties? I don't know, but he can hang. Guy can go. Well, what do they say? Form is temporary, class is permanent. Yeah, Kazarian's all class. Uh so yeah. That was not a bad thing about this. Now <clears throat> I heard a clip of a certain daily podcast host and website owner say during the week that they don't like the buckshot lariat as a finisher because you cannot hit it out of nowhere and that it shouldn't be his primary finisher well if that person wasn't such an arrogant little fucking WWE fanboy, they would know that Deadeye is his primary finisher, and that I love the fact that they are holding him off from using it. Fuck you, fanboy. MJF using a thumb to the eye and winning within about 7 seconds was good shit. Uh, it's a good way to build MJF back up. If he even lost any relevance at all. I don't believe he did. Um, as I stated before, heels are the worst when they are spitting truth. And MJF is doing exactly that. Because Moxley cheated. And he's going to keep spitting that vial until he gets, I assume, what he wants. And that's a rematch. I wouldn't be surprised if 
Moxley defeated Archer at the anniversary show, and then we end up with MJF versus Moxley at Full Gear. I wouldn't be surprised, and I wouldn't hate it. Said it last week. That's the way they go. Cool. Um, what was interesting was MJF insinuating that he would join or start a stable. I'd be happy with that because the dynasty in MLW was really good stuff. So if they're going to bring something similar, similar, or do something similar in AEW, then cool. Um, they probably want to err on the side of caution and not go too stable heavy, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Eddie Kingston stating that you know, for consecutive weeks now that he was never eliminated from the Battle Royal or all that is good. You have to assume that that's going to go somewhere. Um, family of Violence Destroying Jobbers was a good showcase of what they're capable of. As was Kingston stating that they need to get the Blade's house in order in reference to Ali. So we're probably going to get Butcher and the Blade versus Natural Nightmares and it'll be a serviceable feud going forward. Better than any tag feud they've got going over on the other shows. Title or otherwise. Um, Private Party, Jericho Hager. Didn't do it for me. I was sort of tuned out of it to be brutally honest. Private Party will learn a lot from working to two vets like Jericho and Hager. So that's that's cool. Um, one thing that I don't understand is if you've got a national television show, you would think that people are going to get better being on TV often. Private Party don't seem to have gotten any better. That could be just me, but they just... Since they beat the Bucks in the first round of the tag tournament, they sort of haven't gone anywhere or done anything or whatever. But that could be just me. I could be barking up the wrong tree. But to me, they're sort of, I don't know, haven't gone anywhere. They're sort of just ebbing and flowing. It's sort of, I don't know, weird. But... Uh, Cassidy's Cell of the Judas Effect was pretty cool. Um, you know, the sort of stuff that was cool. The shaking hand and whatnot. Um, but what I didn't like, and this again goes back to their acting sort of skills, is he gets knocked out cold, cold, in inverted commas. And then Jericho puts the walls of Jericho on him, and all of a sudden he's, ah, tapping like a madman. I would have preferred if he puts the walls of Jericho on and he just sort of lays there, arms stretched straight out, and he's just like, ugh. If you're unconscious, fucking stay unconscious. <sighs> Little things. But with what happened after, I think this feud may continue. And if it does, cool. Again, it gives Private Party more of a chance to work with some vets, get a bit better. And next time, the match might be a hell of a lot better. Who knows? <clears throat> but yeah, this match didn't do it for me. Thunder Rosa and Ivelisse. This match has been talked about a lot. Why? Because they beat their shit out of each other. Oh, and guess what else? It ruled. Um. <clears throat> yeah, they worked real snug on this one. It was it was cool. A lot of talk that they were 
not very friendly to each other backstage anyway. Um, but so the story goes. So the story goes. Whether this is true or not, I don't know. But the story goes that Rosa got a little bit upset with Ivelisse no-selling some shots. And because she's naturally proud of the NWA heritage and she didn't want it to look bad on national television, she started working just a little bit stiffer than normal with Ivelisse, and Ivelisse replied, in kind. Whether that's true, or whether Ivelisse just took it upon herself to start laying him in there and Rose retaliated, I don't know. That's not for me to decide. What's for me to decide was this match. Was it good? Was it bad? As a fan, I loved it. It was good. Um, if they've got beef and they want to work a little bit more snug with each other, I've got no problem with it as a fan. The hierarchy might, but I don't. But it is what it is. I did enjoy the aftermatch too. Sheeta saving Rosa from an attack from the the uh, the women's tag team tournament winners it was fine. Sheeta eyeing off the NWA Women's World Title. Ooh, that was juicy. Um, I'd be happy with these two going at it again on the anniversary show for the NWA Women's Title this time. Then then you can have Thunder Rosa beat her, and then it can be one and one. I'd be happy with that. Ooh. 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 I like the thought of all this. Very good. Uh, Archer and Roberts came out, formed an unholy alliance with Team Taz. It was somewhat predictable when the six-man tag was announced, but... Yeah, predictable's not always bad when it's good, so we, we push on. Um... Archer got on the mic, yes, Lance Archer got on the mic, and stated that my enemy's enemy is my friend, so that's a nice touch in explaining why he's allowing Jake to to tell him who to team with. Um, one thing I did notice with Lance Archer talking was, huh, he doesn't need Jake Roberts, because he's good at cutting a promo, so, sorry Jake, we don't. I, I I don't need you around anymore, personally. Because, yeah, Lance talking very little and being good at when he talks and then just beating the shit out of people. That works, too. Um, Ricky Starks was hiding up behind Moxley in the exact same spot where Moxley got attacked at all out by a fan. Um... So it made it look like there was another fan attacking Moxley, which was cool, and it was sold by security, who tried to tackle Starks because they thought it was an actual fan. I enjoyed that because it was in the exact same spot as where all that happened. And yeah, well, that was cool. Yeah, six-man tag next week. Will Hobbs made the save for for Moxley with a chair against Cajun Starks. So next week we get Archer, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks versus John Moxley, Will Hobbs, and Darby Allen. Ooh boy, that's good stuff. Main event: the five-star street fight. 
And no, I don't think this was five stars. But I don't care about some silly ratings. I judge for myself. I loved the fact that nobody was wearing gear in this match. They were just in jeans and legit street clothes. To me, I enjoyed that. That's the one thing this street fight has over ones that I will tell you at the end I thought were better than this. Um, match was physical. Like, it was... It, they weren't pussyfooting. It was good. Um... One of my favourite spot was a double powerbomb to Trent through the windscreen. Absolutely carved his back up. That was neat. I really enjoyed that spot. Um, JR stating this was the most amazing street fight he can ever remember calling. That annoyed me. Because he was there for my favourite street fight of all. Triple H Cactus Jack from Rumble 2000. And that's the one, one small little gripe I ever, I've always had with that match. Triple H wrestled that match in actual wrestling, like trunks and boots and stuff. <sighs> Give the hot tip, if I'm in a street fight, I'm not wearing a pair of jocks to the ring. Mm -mm. I'm coming in bloody pants and fucking taped up fists and shit. But, anyway. So yeah, JR saying that, it kind of annoyed me. Because, you know, was it a shot at the E? Oh, no idea, but... This match wasn't as good as that one. Uh, the ending, Jose popping out of the trunk. Although I didn't like it, it made sense. Um, because why wouldn't you have your third member of your crew help you? It's anything goes. Whatever. You can do whatever you like. Um, but it had me question where the rest of Inner Circle was. Jericho and Hager were there. Why couldn't they come and help their, their guys? He, Jericho had no problems wanting help against Cassidy weeks gone by. Why is he not helping now? That inner circle turning up would have been 110% legal, but nowhere to be seen. Didn't like that part of it. Didn't like that part of it. Oh, small things, small things. Um, I didn't like the 50-50 50, 50 booking of this aspect. Proud and Powerful got a nice win over Best Friends the other week. But then, <clears throat> Best Friends come and get the, the win here. 50-50 booking, fuck it. Um, but that's just nitpicking, nitpicking. The match was solid. Again, wasn't my favourite street fight. But then again, I like Vince versus Triple H from Armageddon 99. What do I know? Um, Trent's mum Sue picking up best friends at the end put a nice little bow on it I guess that's why they had best friends win um, for that ending visual that was fine uh, Sue drives off slowly stops gives it one of these which is fine um, it popped me I'll admit it um, yeah like NXT it was a decent show without being over the top fantastic um, no Dark Order. Hmm. Weird. But they did announce that we get Mr. Brody Lee vs. Orange Cassidy next week. I don't like it. I don't like it. I... 
they haven't established that Brody Lee is doing any form of um, open challenge and Cassidy's not ranked and Brody Lee is not going to lose the title just yet I wouldn't think and Cassidy's riding a wave of momentum after beating Jericho in a feud so uh, this is a bit like WWE booking let's just oh it didn't oh it didn't stick I'll try something else seems a bit silly but we'll wait and see what kind of match those two pull on be interesting big big guy and smaller guy dynamic could work but we'll wait and see I think Lee will win I don't see OC taking any form of title at any point yet we wait and see we wait and see well that was raw smackdown nxt and dynamite as i said all things being equal moving forward i want to do two smaller shows i want to do raw and smackdown i want to do nxt and aw two separate shows um but yeah still working full time even during lockdown running my own business having a three-year-old time gets away from you time gets away from you um hence why i'm recording this at 1 30 in the morning but that's my plan moving forward we'll see hopefully it's sooner rather than later as i said i've got this week off so hopefully 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 i can get the shows watched start implementing it this week and go from there but I'm also going to put out another show within the next couple of days where I will review night one and two of G130 and then I will preview slash predict the rest of the tournament because I was hoping to get a preview of the whole tournament out before it started. That didn't work. So I'm going to review night one and two preview and predict the rest of the tournament properly um and yeah just keep getting content out there for you guys if you watch cool if you don't like what i'm doing tell me why so i can not do it anymore that'd be nice so yeah um if you want good live coverage Check out the guys at bodyslam.net. Good live coverage for Raw SmackDown, NXT, AEW, all that good stuff. Cass is the owner. Chris, lead editor. News all the time. Always good. As I said, live coverage is fantastic. Um, yeah, give them a go. Give them a go. They're just, they're doing their thing. And uh, enjoying wrestling as we all are. So. Hopefully the shows this coming week are a bit better than they were last week. They'll be average. Raw and SmackDown were very, very bad. Well, they weren't very bad, but Raw was a hard watch. Like, it was real hard to get through. It was just... It was like a zombie for half of it, to be honest. But... Yeah, I'll be back in a couple of days with uh, some New Japan stuff. As I said, if you like 
probably not going to like this video too much, but sorry. But if you do, hit like, subscribe. Check out the guys at bodyslam.net. As I said, they're doing some good work. Uh, but yeah, if you like what you see, hit like, hit subscribe. If you like the audio only version, catch it on Spotify. The links are on the uh, the Twitter pages. Um, you can see, you can send me questions or follow me on my Twitter. It's right there. That's the one. Or you can hit up the shows one. As I said, if you got any questions, constructive criticism, put it in the comments. Message me on on Twitter at the Hot Pod at T H E H O P P O D. I will uh, I'll answer your questions or statements. Or if you want to hear me talk about something specific, let me know. Um, yeah, I want to try and boost the the YouTube subs and views and all that sort of fun stuff. As I said we're only six episodes in i'm still learning all this i'm still learning so help me get better help me get better the better i get the better show it is the the more you'll want to watch it and that's what we want i don't want to be one of those people that goes that show was shit oh my nxt is dead oh this was crap that was crap uh, why was it crap oh it's just crap no, not me. Not me. I'm also not going to be that person that comes out and says, Raw's the best wrestling show that's been on in a decade. Go yeah, fuck yourself. No, it's not. Um, But yeah. If you got questions, whatever, in the comments, hit up the socials. Um, I'll be back in a few days with some uh, New Japan stuff, and I'll be back next week with hopefully, hopefully, Two different shows for NXT and AEW. Um, and then we're on SmackDown. Yeah, that was the show for this week. Thanks for watching. I will see you in a few days for some New Japan. Goodbye.